Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will Bowman with The Art of the Interview. Thanks for tuning in today to this episode. So this is my third um, episode in my little Your First Interview, Preparing for Your First Interview series, where I am exploring the tips, tricks, mindsets, and skills that are sort of the the best ones to sort of hold on to and learn and think about when you're preparing for your first interview. Um, I have talked about uh, in the last two episodes, just want to bring awareness to if you hear some little growling in the background, that's my little dog who's downstairs who is really unhappy that I'm up here this morning um, recording my interview as opposed to downstairs petting her. Um, so you may hear just like a little growl or a little bit of a whine in the background <laughs> in this episode. I'm sure many of you can relate to this. Um, and so if, if you hear that, that's what you're hearing. Um, so, you know, that said, um, I'm a first time dog owner and sometimes I kind of wish that I had a, you know, podcast that like a little ser- short series of like, here's the best things to uh, do when you're raising your first dog or training your first dog, and um, you know that might exist. I just might not. I just don't. I don't know about it. Um, but that's kind of what this interview series is. Is it's kind of like the essentials that you should really think about um, if you're just the first time you've ever done it. Um, uh, you know, and and there might be some stuff in here as well for people who are seasoned interviewers. But this these three have kind of been more about the first um, first time interviewers. Um, these are kind of the really basics. These are the things and the mindsets to have. Um, so first episode, which was a couple episodes back, I talked sort of about the mindsets. They weren't all technically mindsets, but that's kind of how I see them now. Is they're kind of the mindsets of, um, you know, going into your first interview. The second one I talked about, the second episode, um, I talked about three skills that you could hold um, and you could sort of adopt for your first interview. And this episode, I'm going to kind of narrow into um, what I think is kind of like the foundational aspect of interviewing or one of the one of the foundational aspects of interviewing. And that's the questions like, how do I write good questions? What do I ask? And before I jump into actually like telling you what questions to ask, because I'm not actually going to tell you write these particular questions. I, uh, that's something you kind of have to like tailor to your particular interview. I'm going to give you types of questions. But before I jump into that, the thing I want to say about writing questions is what's more important than asking the right questions or having the right questions is just genuinely being curious, right? And this goes back to our first episode where one of my mindsets was be curious because curiosity is going to lead you to the right questions your curiosity, the curiosities that you have as a human being, because the odds are if you have, if you're curious, if you're curious about something, then it's likely that other people are curious about it as well. That said, sometimes being curious is more difficult than others because sometimes we're interviewing people who maybe their subject is not something that we're naturally inclined towards. Uh, maybe we're just not as curious of a person, like we're temp- not temperamented that way as much. Um, we might be more analytical or, you know, intuitive or whatever, you know. I tend to be a pretty curious person. Um, and so, but in, in, in those situations, sometimes having some go-to questions is really, is really helpful. Um, but generally speaking, you know, just for, for everyone, you know, 
whatever you can do and however you need to sort of shift your posturing and your mindset to be curious about the person that you're interviewing, that is more important than all the skills and all the question asking type question types that you're going to learn in this podcast. So let curiosity guide your question asking. That's my first sort of principle that I'm going to talk about before I go into the types of questions. That said, there are some types of questions that I find myself going consistently going back to when I'm doing an interview with someone. Um, and I'm going to talk about three of those types of, inter- of interview questions today. So let's jump in. Uh, the first type that I find is a really great type of question to use to get someone to give you a really great quality soundbite is a story question. And a story question is pretty straightforward. It's asking them for a story. And a lot of times what this type of question will sound like is, tell me a story about this, or tell me a story about a time when that. I recently had um, you know, a marketing interview, and um, I, I asked the woman who I was interviewing, I asked her, you know, tell me a story, because we were talking, the, the, she's volunteering for an organization that provides resources to families in need, and she volunteers, and through my pre-interview, I kind of discovered, like, there was a time in her life when she had really experienced some pretty, like, pretty big lack of resources, and the church, her particular situation, the church had really stepped in and helped her out, um, and... I, uh, and, and so what I did was when we actually went to do the interview, I asked her, tell me a story about a time when you really didn't have resources and how people providing those for you meant the world to you. And that question, I knew exactly what I wanted her to talk about, but that question was what prompted her to jump into that. And she knew exactly what I wanted her to talk about. That's the thing is That question, we both knew what I was talking about because we'd done the pre-interview, but that question framed it in a way that it gave her openness to tell it like a story. And stories are important because we connect with stories. One of the marketing podcasts I recently listened to, you know, they said, if you really want someone to remember something, wrap it in a story. Take that kernel of information or that idea or that concept and wrap it in a story. Because when you wrap it in a story, that's going to stick with the person like just the idea. It wouldn't. So, story questions. Great questions. Tell me a story about what? About this. About that. An ancillary type of question, which is kind of like a little feed off from a story question, which is not one of the other two, um, that I sometimes find myself using, especially when I ask someone for a story and they're either really long-winded or they're really short and to the point, to the point where it's like, I need more, you know, like I'd really like you to give me more on that. And that's what I like to call time bending. And time bending is either expanding or contracting time through the story, right? And I talk about this in one of my episodes where I do a documentary and review about a Werner Herzog documentary. And what I talk about is how in one of his films, there's a story he's telling or he's there's an interview he's doing. And the person who's telling it is telling it about the first time they found this guy named Timothy Treadwell um, who had, you know, been killed and essentially eaten by a bear. Right. And he went into 
graphic detail about, you know, he came on, he flew down, he got off, he felt something was weird in the air, you know, the wind was rustling in the trees, and I was, you know, kind of nervous, and, you know, I walked up this path, and there was a, you know, oh, and then, then I got up to the camp, and I was nervous, and all of a sudden, there was a, a rib bone, you know, of obviously a human rib bone, you know, and he's just telling the story, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and you're gripped. And the reason that you're gripped into the story is because he's time-bending. He's expanding out the story. He's really taking you in to the experience of this happened, then that happened, then that happened, then I saw this, then I saw that. It's the details that matter. And sometimes what I'll do is if I'm asking for a story, I'll say, tell me in granular or gritty detail everything that happened in this story down to the smallest detail and that really takes someone and allows them the freedom to just really get into the weeds you know really go down to the most granular level and bring me into the story because that's what I want or on the flip side if someone is kind of you know off on 20 different tangents and they're taking an hour and a half you know and I know like this is I got two minutes to tell this story you know and I'd really like to get it down to like 40 seconds, right? You know, I'll just ask him, tell me this story in about a minute or less. And what that forces them to do is it forces them to make decisions. What's important? What's not important? What is essential to the telling of this story? What's the real meat of it, right? And you don't have to tell them what to say. You just create the, um, the frameworks for what you want. And then allow them to fill that. And that's a great way of getting your story into sort of a format that you're looking for um, with your interview in with your interviewee. So that's the first type of question you that you can add, use. And they're really great questions because they often elicit really great responses. So first type, story question. Second type, I like to call feel think experience questions. Now these questions are really great because they really dial into the personality and the personhood of the interviewee who you're inter- or who you're who you're um, who you're interviewing. Um, and what a lot of times with these questions are is they're questions that prod into how someone obviously feels, thinks, or experiences a particular thing or situation, right? So, you know, if you were doing a news story, you might ask the person first, well, what happened here? You know, and they might say, well, the car was driving along the road and, you know, they came up and they just, I I was watching them and all of a sudden they smashed into the side of the building, right? And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I called 911 and then you guys showed up and now I'm here telling you the story, right? Now, that's a great little story, but you also kind of really want, like, the experience of that person related to what was happening, right? So, in that situation, you might ask them, well, okay, so tell me, how did you feel in the moment when you saw that car careening toward that building? What was was your experience afterwards? What did you feel? What did you think? Like, tell me more about how did you experience this? And they might say, you know, when I when I saw that car careening there, I was like, well, I, 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 I think he's probably going to stop. He looks like he's going kind of fast. But in the last moment, I just got this sick, 
feeling in my gut of like, oh my gosh, that car is going to crash right into that building. And all I could think about was, you know, the people inside of that building, the children in the Montessori that it crashed into. And, you know, I just, I thought about the parents, you know, like, oh my gosh. And I just got this feel sick feeling in my gut. And when that car hit, my adrenaline hit and I just ran over there and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, is everyone okay? And it looked like everyone was okay. And, you know, my, 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 the hair on my arm was up and my, and my, you know, adrenaline was pumping. You see how that makes the story more interesting? Because they're not just talking about sort of the more quote unquote objective facts. They're also talking about sort of their experience of those of that of the situation, right? And that gives flavor and personality to the story that keeps people sort of engaged. And the psychology of why this works is that, you know, deep down, I think that I believe, I guess this is more of philosophy than psychology. Deep down, I think that we all experience, we, we all have the same emotions that are available to us, right? We all have anger, happiness, sadness, um, you know, we all have these sort of ex- ways that we experience reality um, that cross over and that allow us to connect and touch, right? And to, to, to see into each other's lives in sort of a meaningful way. And when you experience those, when you talk about those things, in addition to just sort of the objective facts, that really gives sort of a, it gives opportunity for connection for the person who's watching or listening. It invites them into your experience and kind of says to them, hey, you know, I'm human too. Would you be human with me? Right? And so that's why these questions are important is because they humanize the situation. And they're really great for getting really good quality sound bites because people really, they like to hear the objective facts, but they also really want to hear about how people feel about these things. Right? They want to connect on a human level, not just on a facts level. Okay, so those are the first two types of questions. The first is story questions. Um, the second is experience questions. And the third that I like to call evangelist questions. And this is a type of question that I keep coming back to and I use pretty consistently, generally towards the end of my interview. Um, and the reason is, is by the end of the interview, a lot of times the container is really strong, the trust is there, the people are feeling a lot more comfortable and like just sort of into the conversation than they were at the beginning, right? They've loosened up, they've kind of really gotten into what they're saying and they've had some good experiences of like good, good when, when times that they said things the, really, the, time, the way they wanted to say them. And what I'll ask them is right toward the end is I'll say, you know, if you had someone who was sitting in front of you and listening to every word you said and was going to, what the next thing that you said was going to change their life, what would you tell them about this thing? And what that does is it really forces the person to boil down the essence of what it is they're trying to do or what it is they're trying to teach or what it is they're trying to share into just like one little soundbite, right? Again, it forces them to make decisions about what's really important. And generally, that's a really good way to wrap up the wrap up the whole interview because you spent the interview going here and there and there and here, right? And you, you know, you're kind of all over the place. But, you know, when you come to the end, you know, if you just kind of like, you know, ask them, hey, you know, if you had to tell someone this, just in like one little summary, you know, 
What would that be? What would what would you what would you what would you do with them? What would you talk to them? What would you what would you tell them? And then they answer that. And generally it's a pretty good it's pretty good. It's a pretty solid little sound bite. Very focused, right? All right. So those are your three types of questions that uh, you can use for your first interview that are great types of questions to use. Um, again, my my advice is, you know, don't let these questions be limiting for you. These are just ideas. They're just types. Um, and again, the most important thing is to be curious. Don't really try and, you know, just follow orders. Be curious and use these questions to expand your curiosity and to get more curious about the person that you're interviewing because that's really what's going to make um, your interview shine. And, uh, you know, that's really honestly what the person is going to make the person bring their, their barriers down, you know, because if you're genuinely curious, you know, they're going to want to tell you things that they otherwise wouldn't want to tell you. If you're just, if they're just a checklist or a series of bullets on a page, then they're probably just going to answer the bullets on their page and they're not going to give you a lot more, right? Be curious, use the questions as an expansion of your curiosity. Um, and the last thing I'll say on this episode, on these, this three series episode, our three episode series, sorry, of, uh, you know, interviews techniques for your first interview is have fun. Don't forget to have fun. Make this a good experience for yourself. You know, get yourself some coffee, laugh a lot, just, you know, be loose, be exciting, you know, be excitable, you know, don't make this a terrifying experience for you, um, or the other person, because you really want them to have a good time. You want them to experience it well. Um, and one of the best ways to do that is to be curious and to have fun. So have fun, be curious, use these questions, use the skills and the mindsets that I've outlined in these last three episodes. I hope so much that, um, you know, you, you have gotten something out of this and that this, these, uh, episodes have made your life easier. If not more terrifying, if there's more terrifying, um, that's not the intention and you should just let go of all this stuff and just focus on being curious, <laughs> you know, because that's not the intention of these. It's really to just give you tools, um, and just ways of helping you to, like I said, have fun, be curious because interviewing can and should be a good experience. It doesn't have to be terrifying. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wish you all the best and tune in next time for the next episode of the art of the interview.